Hands up who's happily watched kids' TV and movies with their children or grandchildren. I love them for good or ill. But when someone hurts someone else or gets hurt in one of these shows, what messages do children take away from that? Dr. Sarah Walwork is a postdoctoral research fellow at the University of South Australia, and she is studying paediatric pain. Dr. Walwork, great to have you on the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Tell me a bit about your interest in this area of pain in children, because it's not just televised pain, is it? No, um, I guess children learn from a really young age about how pain works, and that can be through their own experiences, bumping their head, falling over and grazing their knee, Uh, could be through reading picture books um, or what it is that they're exposed to through TV or movies. And do we know much about how children do experience pain? Because it's pretty hard to measure even in adults, isn't it? Yeah, it's very tricky. And I guess certainly from a young age when they can't talk and communicate specifically that they might be in pain, we're going off cues such as crying or scrunching or various um, behavioural things that they might show. And I guess we're just, as parents or caregivers, we're trying to interpret these messages and then as they get older they can start to communicate but even still sometimes as you know you sort of two three-year-olds they might be in pain and we still need to sort of help them work out what it is that they're feeling um, and how they're expressing that. So what is the role of parents and caregivers in how children perceive pain because I guess so many of us have seen the child fall over and then look at us (laughs) waiting to work out how much to react. Yeah, well, they very much go off of parent cues. So as you said, they often fall over and the first thing they'll do is look at, you know, that attachment figure. So often mum or dad or a grandparent and see what their response is. And sometimes their, the child's response to that can be dictated by the parent's cues. But a lot of it is also them just sort of working out what it is that they're feeling and also the emotions that are attached those experiences as well. Well, let's look at some of the research. There's an earlier study from Canada and then there's your research. Let's look at the Canadian one first from 2020. It looked at depictions of pain and violence in children's TV shows. Uh, What shows were the standouts from that? Yeah, so they looked at a bunch of different shows that I guess are the most popular shows watched by children. That was in North America, but it's quite similar here in Australia. Mm -hmm. So that included Toy Story, Frozen, um, Paw Patrol, Octonauts. Uh, Bluey wasn't included in that one, which would have probably been high up the list here in Australia. Um, But yeah, so they looked at um, a lot of different shows um, and then they did an analysis on how many representations of pain or injury there were in these shows. And then I guess... um, how they might relate to children's common experiences or not. There were a lot of depictions, weren't there? Yeah, so it's very common. It Roughly in an hour of watching TV, a children will probably be exposed to about nine, but often they can be sort of bunched up together. So, for example, in Toy Story, um, you know, Woody might, has been, you know, pushed up against something, he's banged here, pushed there, squashed by this. So you can often get repeated number of exposures um, in a short period. Um, But on average, yeah, it's probably about nine or 10 in an hour. Yeah, falls downstairs. That's like bang, bump, crash, bang. That's like 15 things in one thing. (laughs) So, Sarah, how violent are these depictions in media, actually? Because I was thinking about Peppa Pig, surely. And the Octonauts, they're the most benign shows around, surely. 
yeah, well, some shows will be more than others. And these were shows that were looked at. There are some that might have it more than others. Um, but yeah, it is still quite common. And violent injuries are the most common depictions of pain and injury, whereas I guess more realistic um, depictions such as falling over and grazing your knee or even things such as vaccination pain um, or chronic pain, which is actually quite prevalent in, in adults and adolescents. Um, one in five people have chronic pain and it's really not depicted in these media. So the daddy pig uh, getting his tummy used as a trampoline example came up in the research. Is that a problem? I mean, that is quite realistic in my experience. Yeah, look, I mean, it can be and it, it, it can, you know, that can happen in real life and, you know, your, your children might bounce up and down on your tummy and it can kind of be a bit of a funny thing. Um, but there can be a point to where it, it can be unhelpful um, and not realistic. Um, and I guess with this research, we can start to think about, you know, what is it that our children are watching? How realistic is it? And maybe we can just have a conversation um, with our kids while they're watching these shows to help them make meaning of what these messages are and what might be appropriate, what's not, what's realistic, what's not. The realistic thing is really interesting because I think of things like Australia's Funniest Home Videos, which is real yeah. people, or even slapstick comedy, which, you know, might show depictions of actual people pretending to get hurt, but it might be hard to distinguish. What's going on with humans laughing at that? That is a reliably funny thing over human history, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And look, to be honest, I would love to know because we don't know why people find that funny. You know, I remember watching Australia's Funniest Home Video Shows as a kid as well and finding it funny. Um, so, yeah, we don't really know, but I think there is an element to if it's quite unrealistic um, or if it's, I guess, uh, portrayed in a way that um, I guess we can't really relate to, then... It, or if they're seemingly not hurt by it, then I guess there's a, a way that we can find that amusing and funny. Um, whereas if they're seen to be in pain and there are consequences to their actions, then perhaps there's more of that empathic response. Hmm. That's uh, obviously every parent's hope that when kids are seeing violence on screen, they're going, oh, let's explore that a little bit further. We're speaking with Dr. Sarah Walwork, who's a postdoctoral research fellow at the University of South Australia, studying paediatric pain. Um, for your own research study, Sarah, you looked at parents' reactions to pain in children's media. So you had the, the parents and the children watch together, I understand? Yeah, so this was work done in collaboration with um, the uh, their colleagues in Canada. Uh, and yeah, so they had um, parents and their children looking at some of these depictions of, of pain uh, in TV shows and movies. Um, the parents and children were able to talk about it and then they interviewed the parents on what their thoughts were about how pain was portrayed in these media that their children are exposed to. So the, the, there were two themes that emerged from these interviews. Let's talk first about entertaining pain. What does that mean? So this was this idea that uh, pain in children's media is really only there, I guess, for entertainment purposes. It's there to amuse children. It's not realistic. Uh, and it's just something that they can laugh at. So there's no messages really that are portrayed in those media. It's, yeah, just purely for their entertainment. 
And the other theme that emerged from the parents in the study was related to the lessons for children about uh, empathy. What did the parents say about that? Yeah, they thought that if pain was portrayed in a more realistic manner um, and was relatable, then there could certainly be learning experiences for children um, that might be associated with some of the language, um, but also sort of pro-social behaviours such as empathy and helping others. Um, And this could be role modelled to children and there are you know, these are the valuable things that children could be learning from it. And Sarah, your study was about asking parents how they felt about seeing these incidences of pain in children's media. But does it matter what the parents think so much or more about what the actual effects of these images and depictions are on the children? Yeah, so we don't really know what the effects are and how much they're taking away from it. And I think part of that will be age dependent as well, because certainly Younger children, um, you know, they're starting to understand things such as symbolism. Um, So the idea that something represents something else in real life. Um, Whereas as they get older, I mean, they've got a handle of that and they can understand what's realistic and what's not. Um, So there is, you know, I guess it's partly age dependent on what it is that they might take away from that. And we really don't understand, um, I guess, the impact of that. But certainly... One thing that has been looked at is um, the role of gender stereotypes in how children is portrayed. So in in media, um, pain is often depicted in boy characters, more so than girl characters. Um, Boys often show more distress, but when a girl character is hurt, um, the surrounding characters are more likely to help them and show empathy for those characters. And so again, this is another way that I guess children are socialised around gender stereotypes associated with pain. Wow. So the boys are showing more distress when they're injured, but they're being ignored more. Their, their cries for help are going unanswered, basically. Yeah. So observing characters are more likely to witness their, the pain in another, um, in a male character, but less likely to uh, yeah, help um, and show empathy towards them. Is there much research on, on the, the effect that that validation or lack of validation can have on a, on a child's uh, experience of pain? Uh, so we don't really know, but this is definitely um, one line of inquiry that my research is really interested in, in the role of yeah, validating how much um, someone might validate or invalidate a child experience and how that can be associated with distress, um, but also helping them to regulate the emotions that they might be having in that experience as well. So uh, you're interested in uh, looking at um, facilitating recovery and resilience as well. Tell us what kind of future research you you might follow up there. Yeah, so well, validation is certainly one area of research that I'm really interested in, um, as well as looking at other ways that children might be socialised around pain and injury. And one really important context is um, picture books. Because unlike media, where children are often sort of passive recipients to that information, they're often watching it alone. Um, Sometimes there'll be a parent there, but there's not really much discussion between parents and children in that context. But when children are sitting down with their parents or caregivers and reading picture books, often there is that dyadic uh, conversation that helps the children to make meaning of the narratives that they're having or they'll relate it to their real life experiences as well and go, oh, you know, we did, we put this Band-Aid on, you know, last night. Do you remember that? Um, So it's something that they can relate to. So that's something that we're looking at at the moment. 
So I th- getting the impression that yet again it's uh, the takeaway is we need to sit down and view the media that our children are viewing and talk to them about it. Yeah, I think uh, one of the things that this media work really highlights is that we just need to be really mindful of what our children are watching on TV, um, sitting down, watching it with them and just having a conversation. We might find, you know, think that something is not very harmful, but we can help and talk to our children about what's realistic, what's not, what might happen in real life um, and what the consequences of some of these actions might be. And just to really try and unpick what it is that they're taking away from these these media because they are very powerful socialisation tools for children. Yeah, I know. It's, it's so tempting, isn't it, to go, OK, they're sat in front of the octonauts. I've got 15 minutes of uh, time when I can follow up other things because the octonauts or Peppa Pig or whatever seems like such a benign lovely thing to watch but it's fascinating to hear that yeah there can be depictions that we might need to engage with still even in things that we might think are are completely fine yeah absolutely and I mean it would be great if you know we had some children's shows that um, we could talk to them about you know what are some really um, helpful messages that we could be getting across to to children um, using these media, such as understanding how pain works um, and the multi-dimensional nature of pain, in that it's not always related to tissue damage, but you know how we're feeling on the inside can also impact um, how much pain we might be having. Um, because I think if we can get some of these messages across to young children from an early age, then these are the understandings and beliefs that they will take with them through adolescence and into adulthood, which is really important. Yes, indeed. Sarah, thanks so much for uh, walking us through your research today on Life Matters. No problem. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Dr Sarah Warwick is a postdoctoral research fellow at the University of South Australia, studying paediatric pain, but also representations of pain and how adults can engage with that. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.